Yeah, yeah, you want, you want it to sound like it's futile and it's a sort of uh, out of depth gambler that's about to lose it all. Like it needs to have. Um, yes. The, the, you know, like the final stand. I, I can't think of the reference, but I reckon the best would be to tie the name into some cheap gambling reference, like something you'd say on a track. Do you know, like your I thought race ma- eight? Like mod. Yeah, like margin bet or something, Ooh, you know. You know, like, you know what we should call it is sure thing. Do you know? That? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure thing is great. Sure thing is really good. <laughs> Mate, it's a sure thing. It's, it's a, a mover. Sure, it's, it's a sure thing. It's a sure thing, which is always <laughs> always the worst tip. Hey, it's a sure thing, mate. And then you just don't oh, yeah. pick up your phone. But I think something in that <laughs> in that wheelhouse is funny as fuck. Welcome to your life, there's no turning back, even while we sleep, we will find you acting on your best behavior, turn your back on mother nature, everybody wants to rule the world. Bro, sure thing, I'm, I'm fucking on board with sure thing to start, <laughs> but man, yep. like, <laughs> that man, that Zoom Skype thing is crazy because it was like coronavirus hit and everyone was like, "Oh, how are we going to work I know. Skype?" And who had this idea for Zoom? It makes no sense, dude. man. They had a huge security breach. And oh, my favorite, man, dude. That <laughs> the fucking chart, the chart of that stock price, yeah. man. It's it yeah. looks like the Tower of Terror. <laughs> Dude, but you know what I, I, I don't understand is like everyone, Skype was so familiar there that everyone forgot they had it. And they're like, well, how are we going to communicate? And then <laughs> Zoom came in and the first experiences were awful. It was just like, so hey, how did your first meeting go with in Rio Tinto? And they were like, they were Nazis in there with their dicks out from China or something. <laughs> they were like, hey. yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, everyone's had their personal information leaked and you can join anyone's meeting. Dude, you can join anyone's meeting. And then people like word of mouth is going, look, dude, sure thing. Let's get Zoom. And all the businesses are just <laughs> spread around. But the early experience was so poor. It cuts out all the time. Its functionality is obviously worse than Skype. Even now, I can tell. Like, it's fucking dog shit. It looks to me it's like... Atrocious. You know what it looks to me like? Like in high school or uni, where some fuckhead stolen an assignment off the printer and done a copied version. Do you know? And they've, they've got... um. You, you know, they, they, they've got... Uh, what was the thing where you mix up the words, like Blake's got? Um, dyslexia. Yeah, yeah, they're dyslexic. It's a di- dyslexic version of Skype, man. Like a stolen essay, and they've done a dyslexic version. And it's like the buttons sort of look right, but it looks like the, the Chinese knockoff, where it's like, this looks like an iPhone, but it's uh, it's not working. Do you know what I mean? It's fucking... Oh, it's, it's garbage, dude. How did they do it, dude? It's, it's, in, I don't know. It's insane. It doesn't make any sense because, uh, like, it, everything was against them. Like, Skype was against them. Even Facebook and, like, WhatsApp and, like, Microsoft Teams, like, all of these yeah. different, all this different meeting software. And then, yeah, Zoom just picked Dude, I, up. I always found WhatsApp got screwed because they were good with uh, the call on the phone. And I don't know how Skype, mm. did Skype sneak in in front of WhatsApp? I think they did, eh? Was WhatsApp no, the original what, was a vice versa? 
Scott, Skype came before WhatsApp, oh, okay. but then WhatsApp picked up heavy, heavy, heavy usage in uh, like in India, for instance, and yep. places with bad No, that's uh, right. Reception. I, I got it the wrong way around. Skype was in there for that, and then WhatsApp stole it, and then Zoom stole all the stuff. And the thing that I find weird is I talk to all these corporate types, and they never focus on functionality or the key deliverables. They're like... Do you realise you can change your background? It's so fun. You put up a bookcase and I'm like, do you realise your meeting cut out 19 times during a fucking <laughs> settlement of a contract, you dumb fuck? <laughs> it's, so, it's so dumb. Oh, man. Mate, can, man, can we can – we d- can we dive right in? I really yeah. want to like, I want to get straight into the like, how, how are you? How are you doing at the moment? Because you've had such a like turbulent history yeah, trading. Man. Like the last time you were at my place, you said, we, we can use numbers, right? I think that's important. Yeah. I want people to feel invested. Yeah, man, let's do all numbers for fun. And then, you know what I love is everyone will think I'm lying, but it's true. And I, if they want, <laughs> I'll email them contract notes and I can show my tax return. <laughs> If you fucking I don't th- want, I don't think if you want any number you don't verify, I will show my capital gains and losses directly from tax returns. <laughs> Lodge with the man. ACO. You must never have. You must never have to pay tax again after uh, oh, mate, the I'm, year you have. I'm in such a deep hole. Like I'm basically Donald <laughs> Donald Trump now. Do you know how he, he liquidated all his companies in the eighties or whatever at, with that fake. Uh, fake bankruptcy or, you know, what's that, Chapter 11 over there? And then hasn't, had to, pay, 11, yeah. hasn't had to pay tax ever again. And people think it was an, uh, wasn't was by design. But that was a strategy. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was a fucking masterful it's, it's all a strategy. strategy his, his lawyers and tax advisors said, sink this, Chapter 11 it out. He kept a large por- portion of the good assets and walked away with hundreds of millions of dollars of tax losses that he's now, and he hasn't had to pay since. I'm in the same position, but mine wasn't a, a tax strategy. It was, it was yours, a, yours wasn't a strategy. Yours my, was an unfortunate circumstance my, where you did a, what was it a big, what was your big gamble? Mine, mine was what they call a genuine loss by a, a degenerate gambler. <laughs> so it's, there was no That's real the important thing to, to remember is that, man, you are, you are like, to, you are to stockbroking. Like what I am to predicting the weather tomorrow without yeah, asking man. Google. Like you are straight up like, mate, what's the odds on this? It looks like a good runner. Mate, no, but the thing is, you know what the problem is, is I've got reasons for, as all gamblers do, why it's not worked. Because I've been doing this since I was 15, man. And I like, I've had good periods. And the thing that no one understands is I've had such strong wins that I, I still believe in the, the boom bust cycle. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm happy to, like last week I couldn't get yes. food. Yeah, yeah. Because all my assets were tied up. So like I had to spend the weekend at my parents' house. And while I was trading that week, my dad lent me, my dad lent me 50 bucks to get petrol. And I had coins that I found yeah. in the car to get Ikea hot dogs. And that's what I was having for lunch. Like, and, but then I'm a fucking designated broker. But the thing is, I'm so greedy that I, I wanted to optimize my leverage position in place. Do you know? Because I'm, I, 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 it's exactly what Trump said, right? And you know what's so good? I've, t- I've quoted Trump twice now, which is bolstering my c- credibility as an, a financial Yeah, advisor. this is really, man, this is turning into a fucking zero hedge post very quickly. Oh, mate, 100%. <laughs> No, but you, you, he, had the, he had that anecdote after this tax scam where he walked with his daughter and he goes, you see that homeless man? He goes, he's worth more than me now because he was like minus hundreds of millions. But one of the things yeah, with, yeah, yeah. with trading, right, is zero-sum game. Like effectively you bottom out at zero and then 
as long as you can avoid bankruptcy, but even if you do, you're at zero. So it's all upside, effectively, in my opinion. Do you know? Like, you're, you're better off to sh- keep shooting for the stars. And because, yeah. because of the way the credit system works, eventually the, the rocket will take off. But worst case scenario, as far as I'm concerned, I'm back where all you pricks are anyway. Like, because no one has savings. All my mates are like, COVID's there. I'm like, do you have any savings? I'm like, dude, you've been an engineer for 20 years. What do you mean you don't have any fucking savings? And then, do you know what I mean? So I'm like... I can just, anyone can take a desk job and just be fucked. So I'm just out there spinning the wheel, baby. Well, we, we need to establish, we need to establish a high. Uh, I think we need to establish a high and a low, right? Like, so you told me that when you were last at my place, yep. you were at, you were at 200,000, right? And yep. now you, are you only managing your money at the moment? Because no, no, no one no, will no, I've, got, I've, got, I've got lots of clients, man. This is the other problem with this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. They, they, I think I think most clients know that like I'm I, I like to say eccentric. Like they know I know what I'm doing. I'm not as dumb as I fucking look. Hey, but I'll tell you one thing. No. Do you know that that start point is not actually the genuine start point? During like when I was 19, I'd got like just I've had a couple of wins early on, right? So d- yeah, what the okay. fuck are gonna do? Okay, so 19. I think I got up, I remember at my first job, I'd got up to 120 grand when everyone was like a graduate at PwC. And like, I was like- now, how, 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 tell, tell me how, like what was the, what, what, did, what did you do? Basically my manoeuvre was always, um, I, would, I would always take personal loans and then put them into margin position. <laughs> so it's leverage in leverage. <laughs> And it's it's the rabbit out of the hat maneuver. Yeah. So effectively yeah, yeah. You, you have, can't man, you can't lose. So, so effectively, you have no money. You go to the bank and they see, yeah. okay, well, you're earning like three hundred dollars a week at this shit accounting job, and then you go, what's my yeah. maximum position for the personal loan? And then you take the personal loan. Do they not? Are they not concerned when you say, "What's my maximum position for the personal so, loan?" Instead other, of saying, "How much money can I get?" The other, the other position, the other reason it works is the lodgement of the applications. You do it at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you can time it correctly, the personal loan, the margin happen at the same time, so you can optimize the credit limit. Do you know what I mean? Because the the, the checks don't. Um, they don't, they don't see each other, if you see what I mean. But that's probably not ideal. Right, okay. <laughs> Maybe we need to I see, Okay, I see, I see what you mean. So, you've got, so you've, got bo- you've got both the bank and the brokerage. Like, they're, like you're, well, well, effectively, you're, you've, got, you've, got, you've got like... The say, lender. You've got like... Bank working out their, um, yeah. their margin position. Then you've got... And you're trying to get 20 grand there. And then they all sort of happen at the same time. And often with a bit of luck, like the, the credit check doesn't show that the other credit applications in there. <laughs> See what I mean? If you time it correctly. Man, that, that's, that's good. Now, did you do that inadvertently at 19? Or no, were you dude, like, I'm- no, dude, I, this is day one of my job. I went into accounting. My parents had packed me lunch. I didn't even want to go there. They just kept saying this too shall pass. And it was like, you my, my, my whole history of my family is just capitulation. My granddad, they, when he, he was young, my, um, his dad, they, you know, when they asked that question, like, what does Alan want to do when he grows up? His dad interrupted and goes, Alan's going to the bank. And, and that was it. Right. Alan went and worked at the bank. And he said on his retirement, like when he was 60 at his retirement, he said, um, he said uh, I hated every day in that office. He said, the best time, the best time I had was uh, the war. The four years in the war, he said, was the best time of my career. <laughs> that was the truth. And he wasn't joking. 
He said that was the only Holy time shit. he the only time he could see an out, right? There was a possibility that it could end. <laughs> yeah. There was an exit for this poor motherfucker. At the bank he knew he was safe in that air conditioning setup and that he was gonna die there unless his heart gave way. So he was just fucking tra- trapped in purgatory. So anyway, I, so you wait in your dad. Was your your, your dad no, also no, in? No, so this was my granddad, and then my dad was an accountant that trudged through. He likes it though. He's a bit more monotonous. Like he enjoys okay. scheduling things. But then I obviously ended up in accounting and had no interest in it. But um, yeah. what, you know the standard parent threat they force you in. Like you, you're not going to lie yeah. there and just fucking do nothing. So then you consider, okay, well if I get a job after work, a degree, I can probably just steal exams and sneak through and just get drunk, you know? And, and, and you, you know, you know, like, well, it'll take them at least six months to work out. I'm not doing anything there, but somehow I was still fucking, <laughs> I was still passing. Right. But I was like, you know, at least if I sign up with that, I know like assessments only come out in June. So it gives me at least six months of drinking before my parents kick me out. So <laughs> this, this yeah. guy ended up with my uni degree, man. So then, yeah, <laughs> what happened is, during, like, uh, it actually happened before this, right? 15, 16, I had, um, I, I had a job and I, um, I put, well, I, I, I think I put, like, I'd saved up to get into a position. This was the original move. Saved up into a position. I put, like, two and a half grand in some fucking AMX, I think it was. And um, I think that went all right. And I made, like, 10 grand. And, you know, that that was the beginning of the, the downfall of the... You know, well, that's the rush. That's, a, that's your first, the first one's free every time. Dude, it doesn't, and, it's just always free. And I thought I was so much smarter because I had a mate there that would, I gambled on the market, but he'd gamble just down at the casino and he was, <laughs> <laughs> and we sort of traded strategies, but I was like, oh, mine's so much more sophisticated. Do you know, it's like getting drunk on champagne versus goon bags. I was like, fuck, well, <laughs> there's merit to what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Like I look, yeah, I look classier. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about like there's a fucking, graph. I'm talking like, Grams per ton, and I've got you know he's just talking straight grams. I'm talking gold, gold <laughs> yeah. But that yeah, guy, there's no prospectors for the for blackjack table, you know. Dude, that guy was one of the greats, man, because he would only ever reveal his uh, wins. So he would just go eight weeks, and you're like, dude, you're looking pretty weird. And like, where's your car? Like, is it a lost or? But then he'd come in heralding and go like, dude, eight grand at Burswood. I'm like, you fucking on the chocolate wheel. Like, what are you doing? You. You muppet. But <laughs> I, I love this guy, man, because I mentioned him just yesterday on the pod. I forgot about it, but he was, um, he ended up, he was out. He tapped out. He was out at 21, man. This was the worst story. Because uh, hey, uh, now, now I've seen Somba. Well, he's, he's a gambler and he, um, he, he, he went home from a, a nightclub and then mates rang and said, can you come pick us up? And because he's a gambler, he was like, yeah, no worries. And he fucking... <laughs> He he he, oh he, he drove his car into a post. That was it, hey. <laughs> but as I always said, man, he, he lived a better life than most people I currently know, and they're fucking 30 years further ahead. Do you know he had more yeah. life? Yeah. I, I mean, at his funeral, I was saying it at this pod that I did yesterday, I couldn't even get in. He was so popular. Like, it was like you had to try to get a scalper ticket. I couldn't even see it. There's too many people there because everyone fucking loved him because, you know, he lived life to the fullest. And Are you sure it wasn't It wasn't just people he owed money trying to see if they could steal some jewellery out of his coffin? How good's that? I think that's like a bittersweet, hey, if you're at a funeral, but you know you, know you owed the money. That's, there's an up to it, don't you reckon? 
Where you oh, hug, yeah, yeah, you yeah, hug yeah. them and go like, oh, have have you done the will, will yet? Like, because I, 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 I was his estate. I, did they mention anything about twenty grand that I put into stocks? <laughs> Dude. Oh, yeah, anyway, so, so what happened is, man, day one on the job. My parents packed me a lunch. I was devastated because mm. they always said, this too should pass. This is good for you, boy. It'll get better. And I, I remember... Wait, I had, so what, what, what happened to... So, so you, wait, 15, 16, you did, the, you did two and a half and you, got, you made 10 out of it. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. Did, had you not... You didn't do any trading in between those times or, I, or there were some losses? I think from memory, man, it, uh, it, it, like from that period to then, I think I had reasonable win and then it all sort of... Petered away, if I'm honest. Okay, like, I yeah. think it was either spent or petered away, but I'm pretty sure, yeah, um, yeah I th- I'm pretty sure it was fucking languished because when I got to my, my first job, I had fucking zero money. No, actually, do you know what I think I might have done is travelling. I'm trying to piece it all together. Ah, right. I did, yeah. I did something, you know, that fucking churned through that money. But anyway, the long mm. and the short of it is, like, the day one on the job – I had a packed lunch and mm. I remember I ate it at nine o'clock in the car park, almost in tears, just thinking, <laughs> like on day one, I was like, what sort of life is this? And it felt like starchy <laughs> and sanitised and I was like, no one here is real, man. Like, and, and I remember just sort of standing between like the two partners' cars, which were shitty, I might add, because they were such frugal fucks. Do you know, like the one partner had like a fucking Datsun that you'd almost have pushed star. Because they're cheap yeah. cunts, do you know? Because he's an accountant. He thinks, well, why spend money on accounts for fucking depreciating asset? Do you know what I mean? They always got these fucking... Man, the, the worst thing I ever heard, I was working at some place and we had an accountant, uh, yeah, an accountant's office on another floor. Yeah. And I got in, this, um, got in this elevator and then one of them actually said to me, oh, fuck, this makes my skin crawl. He said, you know, you know what we always say to each other? Yeah. And I was like, what? Is at least say, mate. I want to make. I want to pay a million dollars in tax. Oh. That means I would have. That means I would have earned enough to pay a million dollars in tax. Oh my god, <laughs> dude! I thought we, I thought what wankers, man! I thought you were going to say something about that car strategy because I get so pissed off with that. Do you know, like the the barefoot investor that pushes that thing? Pay down your credit cards. Have an offset for your mortgage. Such simpleton advice. And then their big fucking crescendo move is like never leverage on a, on a car, right? They say, look, if you borrow for the car, then it's 10%. 10%, do you know? And then they always calculate that compounded over three years and they'll say, okay, well, yeah. you, you bought a 10 grand car and you ended up paying 13. If you just paid the 10, that's three. But it's fucking dumb shit because if you can, you can outperform 10% interest rate pretty fucking easy yes. in a leveraged position. Yes. Because what I say to you is, yeah. you fucking schmuck, is if you take that 10 grand and put it in a stock, you can get up to 15 grand on top, which would be 20,000. But say for a more simple example, you had like 10 yeah. grand and you leveraged just a basic, it's not a realistic house, but you bought a 100 grand house, you tenfold it, yeah. which means effectively if you can match 2%, Per annum yield on a property investment, you match this fuckhead's strategy. But he, they don't, they never yeah. mention it because they're fucking retards. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and then all these people are going, yeah, oh, yeah. oh, you're such a genius. And I'm like, not with leverage, he's not. And the only reason it applies is if some idiot just like uses the money to get like uh, uh, lip implants or get his dick extended. But if you, if you actually know how to make money, if you can outperform effectively, like. 
even on our margin, you'd only have to make 4% per annum to, to match the car cost. So you would assume like you can make 10. 10 on a leveraged position puts you, you you're ahead uh, leasing a vehicle. But obviously if you fuck up, you're gone, which is what happened to me. You know what I mean? But yeah, that's the thing. People are also afraid of those big numbers too. That's the that's the really off-putting thing for them is the idea of it's the idea of the failure, which you don't have any concept. No, for. no, because you know what you know what the thing is. I I just see risk so different to people because they don't realize they're leveraged in their own life because they they're invested in a career that they're probably not good at. So this is a, a loss-making yeah. business that they're in. They're not talented at it, yeah. and they're largely vesting on their. Biz, their boss's ability to navigate economic risk. <laughs> yeah, so, and, and so they yeah. go in there and just go like, Pete gave us a cake. We're in a safe position. I'm like, do you have any, <laughs> do you have any understanding that risk exists in every element of life that you have leveraged into an Ikea box packing job? You dumb bastard. Do you know <laughs> And this is what you've done is you've taken you've taken like simple like you've taken financial strategy and applied it to emotion yes. and to your just basic being and every every facet Dude, of your existence. I've, I've expanded risk across into everything. So like for me, like inaction is a risk in itself, or a failure yes. to, failure to take an action, or an ability. You know, like being in a dead dead end job is is probably the worst leverage position because like say you're in a job like a accounting job. You already see the the yield, right? How much you're going to make per year, the percentage increase, your talent mm-hmm. relative to others. And I'm like, the numbers don't add up, dude. Like they just fucking don't add up. If you do like a net present value calc on a on even like a, a big four accountant, most of their money is made by leveraging into properties because they've got excess income. Do you know as their salary yeah. builds up and they go, oh, let me get a fucking beach house. But if you if you strip back their assets at the end of their life, generally 60 to 80% has come from an un, unmitigated risk that they weren't thinking of. Do you know? Because they were like, maybe we'll get a house in Canberra just because Cheryl's down there doing university. And, and you know, that will go up. But if you look at the sort of drudgery of the pay slip, it's just a fucking yeah. chain, dude. It's just a chain. It's just slaves, but money's now your chain. Well, yeah, people people don't see the uh, like the forty hours a week or fifty or sixty, depending on whatever your job is, as risk. Dude, that's they, not that's they, they never realize safety to them. they're risking the most important thing, their soul, which is their life, <laughs> their soul, yeah, their life, their happiness, <laughs> and, and they don't realize like what I'm doing is digging a hole that keeps collapsing. But at the end of that hole is is my soul back yeah, out of this yeah. fucking cesspit. Yeah. So, and by like, the way, these are the same these are the same cunts who will say things like "make time is money." Oh yeah, <laughs> like, you don't seem to think so. I say time's money. Will make you've wasted most of your life. So, like you're obviously worth <laughs> you're obviously worthless by your own your own logic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, so so uh, nineteen, and this this is an accounting, your first accounting job, is that right? Yeah, 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 man. And and so basically, I no, no, actually, you know what? I, I better get the time wrong right, right because I had the first job was Hallworth, and I had Hallworth was a straight audit job, and I had stocks there. This was the first foray. I had stocks yeah. um, and did the same thing with the the you know personal loan but i didn't have margin loans then i just did personal loans that first incarnation and i i got i think i had 
I remember I had at that point I was back down to about 20 grand and I remember being at an audit and the manager having to console me and I kept being on my phone in the hallway yelling like what do we mean what do you mean like we gotta get out and then like I lost I think I lost I lost all of that and then like, I left to London right. and over in London so this is a continuation of the training over in London the first time there was no there was no real training I was fucked I was with mates there and sometimes like I even slept like I remember sleeping at a train station or like we ran out of because I was done with accounting then because I did accounting for a year and then just told it to get fucked. I was like, dude, I'd rather, I'd yeah. rather just die. I said, I, I'm, <laughs> I said, I'm, I said, if I, if I keep doing this, I'm just eventually one day just going to drive my car directly into your building and just wait, wait for it to explode. I said, so I'm out, I'm going traveling. And then I just went fucking wild. I was loose in lo- London and um, we had no money, dude. It was like, I remember I had to, uh, we got kicked out of the hostel and then we we're staying at friend's house. They eventually kicked us out because like we were eating bread during the day you know, to survive. Like we were in their house. But then we eventually, we got booted out of there and we had to basically get a TNT paper and just take what a job that would give you board and housing that night. Do you know what I mean? Like just yeah. to actually, yeah. so we had to get a train out to, Little Basingstoke. No, no, actually on the way there, I'll tell you the first story. The way there we started, we stopped at a sandwich place and it was just terrific. This old couple and they said, you make, you make sandwiches during the day, you sleep upstairs. And um, we said, okay, well, we'll go and get set upstairs. And um, we, we both climbed out the window and just ran out. Do you know like we, <laughs> we, ran, we ran off. And then, because we had another option and... We, we just ran off with our bags, so we never even said bye. We're like, I was like, I can't fucking face it. I'm not even going down for the sandwich, man. I'm getting the fuck out. So we bowed out this window and then got this train down to Basingstoke. Basingstoke was the best, man, because the pub wasn't fully set up at that point and they needed people to help set it up and then run it. And I was basically, yeah. um, I was the dish pig there. That's all they could trust me with. So I would just be in the back. And I would just day drink. And we slept upstairs and I was late for work all the time, even though I was upstairs. They're like, where the fuck is he? And we had so many bad instances. And I got caught. Um, I, sometimes like when the pots were too hard to clean, I'd just throw them out. <laughs> <laughs> they, found, they, found, like, they found pots in the bin. <laughs> they're like, what the fuck's going on? I'm like, oh, whoops. I must have just dropped these. <laughs> <laughs> How long did that last? Oh, uh, mate, we had, we had, um, they eventually it left, it ended so badly. Hey, I, I, I don't know how much I can say about things. You know, some of these things are bad. But in very- I don't think, man, I don't think you're going to get in trouble for something from what we, how old were you, 18? And, uh, in I the don't UK. know, man, because there was like, um, it was, yeah, it was, it was really bad. Like, I had a mate there that was like, I don't even know if I can say the sort of stuff he does. Because he's next level. Um, I, I'm only like a, a junior, a junior mobster. Like, I, 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 I can't talk on his behalf. Some of the stuff he did, like, yeah, I, I don't even know, man. I don't know, like, with, with sort of swindles. But um, anyway, so... Well, well you, you can... Like, no one knows who the mate is. You can surely allude to it a little oh, bit. Oh, mate, well, like, this, I, this was... A guy a, you knew. This was the guy that I met at... Right? And in... He was... He was so, uh, like, charming and sophisticated. Like, he ended up the, the manager. So, like, 
we, it's a normal job, right? I'm just a dumb cunt on a pallet jack. We're all in there going, hey, dude, how you going? Let's go drinking. But because of his ability to like leverage relationships, he ended up running. He ran the whole Nightfield thing. Um, yeah. You know, at night. So he booked all the staff, did all the thing. And he, I think it was on 50 grand a year. Like, do you know? And he was still at uni, like, because he's a yeah. fucking top operator. But his big scam, that scam that he did at was he had staff. I used to like roll around and, and keep watch, but I wasn't really involved. But he had staff and they would get the DVD players out in the DVD thing and copy CDs. <laughs> That's fine, man. That's hilarious. They copied all the CDs, you know, so they'd buy boxes of CDs and they would box, they would just copy, copy. So, like, there were three people basically running, like, a, a hot box sweatshop <laughs> that was basically creating what you did in Bali, just copying games. Just a DVD pirating set up. He had a pirating set up and it got eventually got busted by the federal police and he got um Oh what? How they, big wait, how big did this get? How much like what was involved in this? Well it was it was all just sort of like the, the you know what I mean? They eventually the piracy, like it got caught on camera or something and then it was reported up and he eventually he got raided, the other guy got raided, and it was um but they got off. They got off, man, because I I don't know why. I don't know how the fuck they got off, to be fair. I don't how know viable how. was the scam? Like, was it was, was this pulling in decent money for pirate? <laughs> like, what pirated DVDs? Well, I don't know how much money you made, man. Because the thing with me is, like, I talk the talk, but I, I normally I'm pretty I am ethical, man. I, I always work within the bounds yeah. of the the rules because I find it more fun. Like, I don't really <laughs> transgress into the dark arts. It, well, I haven't. Really. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, all my loopholes are are are, are acceptable. Like, you know, I wouldn't blatantly lie on something or do something like that i i like to like bend yeah. the rules i don't break yeah. them like whereas he did that so i had no involvement in that thing like you know i'm not even yeah, big, sure, i'm sure. not even big upping it like i had like i was obviously doing no work there and i would be involved in like the the minor shit you know like they would take lollies and stuff and i was on the pallet jack like, collecting <laughs> the boxes so i would distribute them to everyone around like yeah. he'd load me up and then i would wheel them to the gardening section so people could have like those pick and mix shit, but that was pretty much as bad as I got. I wasn't doing, I wasn't doing like federal crimes in there. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so uh, how long we in? So, yeah, so anyway, that's my mate from there. So when he was in the pub, he yeah. he ended up managing that because he's the king, right? So they trusted him. But then he told me early on, he goes, "Man, sorry, hey, like I've um." I, for big chunks of the night, I, I flicked the um, register into demo mode and then just net the... He goes, I, I, he, says, he says, I know how to flick it between like transactional to demo. So he says like, oh, so, so like from nine to ten's my money. And then he just, you know what I mean? And he had worked out that they had no inventory there. Checks, do you know what I mean? So he's basically directly yeah. in the till of the business, right? But yeah, fuck. I mean, you said, man, you said when you were like big, big operator, like I didn't imagine like DVD piracy at the back of and stealing money from the till. I thought there was going to be like a, like a, an assault, you know? Oh, no, no, no. I was saying, I was saying, I was saying, like, it's not that, it's minor stuff. I mean, I know that they would do stuff at like uh, unloading the pallets. I think a lot of people do that and then you throw it into the, the bins over the wall. And then collect that shit, and then it never makes yeah, it into yeah. transit. 
I think I, I don't know if he he didn't facilitate that, but I know a fuckload of people at used to do that. Like you would just sure. throw boxes of shit over over the wall into the bin and then just collect them at the end of the shift. So, but yeah, man. So well, this is the thing. Is that, that, man, this is the problem with those jobs, right? It's like any job that pays the minimum wage like that, you're willing to take massive risks for yeah, tiny yeah, yeah. increases because there's no value in it to you. Like there's no value in retaining the job. So, so you're happy to like, you're like, man, like, it doesn't matter if you work at like, uh, like a sporting goods store or like yeah, someplace yeah. that sells candles, you will steal those candles. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, 100%, especially when they don't trust you and they start checking checking your timesheets but it's the exact same paradox you got in Bali because I love it I see all these parents and they're like oh you can get a babysitter for five dollars with with your with your little Madeline McCann your trusted fucking asset and they sit around in a pool and then one he drowns what's going to happen they're going to go I guess I don't work in fucking babysitting anymore like there's no blowback you effectively my, my <laughs> uncle my uncle's got it in Africa right he gets security guards there and he pays them whatever, they've got guns. But when a fucking truck rocks up with eight guys with AK-47s, this guy's on $12 an hour. He's like, dude, I'll show you where the fucking TVs are. <laughs> Bang. And, you know, Man, this li- literally just happened in Victoria. This is why they have an outbreak is because they were hiring people to be guards off of WhatsApp, paying yeah. them 15 bucks an hour. And then one of them fucks one of the people in quarantine because they don't give a shit. They don't care. They they get hired online and then the bosses treat them like shit. They'll go, hey, dude, like, am I going to get like a 15-minute break? Sorry, mate. Do you know, they, they always think they're such sophisticated operators that don't build trust and they'll say, mate, yeah. you're doing an eight-hour shift, no overtime, no $2, over, uh, two hours, no, we're not doing overtime. And then he's like, well, I'm guessing I'm going to bang that fat girl on level 12. Like, fuck this. <laughs> yeah. I'll get my fringe benefit, <laughs> you fuckheads. Like, it's so and stupid. And then everyone... Everyone's fucking shocked when it happens. How could they do this? Because <laughs> you've given them no reason to care. The thing is you have to establish that trust because if you go into a family business and they treat you like family, you don't, you don't mm. put a foot wrong. As soon as they go, oh, it's oh, Alfonso, no. we love you. We love the pizza. It's so special to us. You fucking see a $2 coin in, you say, Alfonso, like you've dropped $2, <laughs> brother. Do you know what I mean? And you give it and you give him a Christmas yeah. present and then you ring up and I'm, you're like, I'm so sorry, yeah, I've got COVID, but I'll still come cook pizzas if you want, man. I know you're struggling. <laughs> <laughs> like, but then if you go in and say like, oi, dude, it's, you've you got to get work at nine. It's 9.01 and they can see your arms in a sling. Then fucking, you better expect that someone's taking a DVD from, from your electrical section, don't you then? <laughs> Yeah, of course, of course, man. So we had the Basingstoke story and then the other thing is we knew the chefs so we used to like cook up stuff and at night you could go down, like we had all the keys so we used to have people around there and drink. I think that's standard fodder. But anyway, so what happened, yeah, yeah. I don't know, I've got a fuck ton of stories in, in London and shit but we'll move back into finance realm, right? So I eventually mm-hmm. got forced back. I think I got depressed because uh, partying too much. And Anyway, I, I came back and I moved from audit into insolvency. It was... And I, mm-hmm. I put... I did the same strategy, right? Personal loan, 10 grand, another mm-hmm. 10 grand or like 20 grand total. Margin position. And then I would leverage into the stocks that were allowed. But then also I balanced it because like if I got a hot tip, like I remember HDR, which was hydro... It was something in Africa, an oil play. 
But you know, if that yeah. was a, if there's a brief, a brief opportunity there, like ten cents to a dollar, I would go all in on that with the the personal funds. You know, so I'd like say I'd yeah. pushed it back up to forty grand. I put all forty grand into like a twenty cent stock, and I I pulled I pulled that off. This is how I pulled it off. It it, it was it was. Where Mauritania, Mauritania is that the fucking yeah Mauritania is where they found it. They hit oil there, it blew up, and I got it. I think I got up to 130, 140 grand, and um, that's when I that's when I moved across to um, Price Waterhouse to do audit. So when I arrived okay. there, when I arrived there, I had like a bit of money relative. Do you know? Because I was still pretty young, like I didn't travel that long. Do you know, I had a decent amount yeah. of money. I moved to PwC because it was better support for that chartered accountancy shit. Like they gave you more, sure. um, more whatever. But um, yeah. So wait, so, so wait, work, working in insolvency before, like just go, go back to the job thing as well. Yeah. What were you, what were you doing in insolvency? Like, oh, dude, insolvency was the best. I absolutely loved it. <laughs> It was so brutal. You were just man. My mum works at insolvency at the moment, and she also. I'm like, mum, you're liquidating people's lives, and she's like, yeah. It's Dude, great. The, thing is, <laughs> the thing is that the thing is, there's no sympathy because they also stole. They took money from creditors that they couldn't pay, so you get what you deserve. Yeah. But like, Jesus, man, <laughs> I had the best time there because they they were so inept. It was <laughs> they're fucking useless, and I hope they hear it. Half the guys are still there, and these motherfuckers um, hardly trained me. Like we 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 hadn't done. They had done. They were semi involved because it was sp- split out like the bank uh, Alan Bond bankruptcy, but they hadn't done a bankruptcy since then. And they got me involved in doing bankruptcies, but they didn't have a module. They had no files on it, and I was only fucking like new. I'm not even a CA qualified. And they go, if you can set yeah. this up, we'll do it. So I was just reading legislation, and I created like the. Because rather than a liquidation for a company, I did the whole bankruptcy thing. But I also did liquidations and ran like smaller liquidations. So like say like it was mines or something. They went under and it was just a trucking operation, you know, haul fucking dirt around, whatever the fuck mining dirt. But dude, some of the people you (laughs) met there, it was the best. They had no records. It would just be like a... It was like a cat food, couple of cat food boxes that stunk of cigarettes and you know, like that was the records. I'm like, these aren't records. There's fucking chocolate wrappers, mate. Like, yeah. <laughs> this one guy had the best move, man, because he would phoenix the company over and over. So basically, what he did, he'd have a trucking business and call it like, <laughs> like you know, like the Thai restaurant. You change the name every time. He'd have a trucking business. Yeah. He would make the money. He'd pull it all out, and I think he drew a lot of it cash at like he would come into the city and draw it out at like Burswood. So. He, we, uh, we couldn't be 100% sure if he had a gambling ha- habit or not or if he was actually pilfering it around. But then what he would do is he would get to the point, he'd never paid tax, right? He'd never paid the ATO tax. And then when that yeah. maxed out after three years, he would put the company into liquidation, a straw man with zero <laughs> money in it. And then we came in there and we're like, we, we cannot fucking pursue this guy because there's no fees for us. T- but I know... And I basically... Because I'm a because I knew what he was doing, I worked like a lot for free to try fuck this guy out. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought, fuck him, man. Because he had done it about five times. And as yeah. a young guy, like he actually he came in one day and reception had to had to stop him. He was coming in to bash me. 
Because what, <laughs> well, what had you done? Well, I, I you were just hounding him. Basically, I had no budget to research it, but I basically I, I I pulled files and started like, do you know what I mean? Matching stuff. Like I just I just did a lot more work than he expected. Do you know what I mean? And I was I, yeah. I tried to get him for like insolvent trading, breach of directors' duties, and I I pulled all this shit together. Like to, to smoke the guy. I don't know why I did it, but you know what his move was, right? He'd liquidate the company and then he was mates with the auctioneers. So they would, the, we would then go to the auctioneers to sell the vans and trucks and he would pick them up at like 40, 50, 60% discount <laughs> of what they were worth. So he kept, That's great. he'd pay no tax, he would steal all the money <laughs> and then he would buy the assets back over and over at 60% reductions over and over and over again, do you know? So they eventually had spent $0 on the asset. He had all his money and the tax office was left <laughs> fucking holding the can. It was a masterstroke. That's, so, that's so good. Man, I worked for a guy. Uh, oh, do, do you know, are you familiar, familiar with uh, the No, man, you got to, I probably am, but just he, give me some info. He's in the heat, man. He's, he's, he was, I was just talking to my, my buddy I used to work with today who was in court testifying yeah. against him, right? Oh, really? So this guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I worked for this company. I worked for this company. Yeah, this guy was like uh, fucking rich list, uh, like just absolutely crushing it for years. He started the race team. For, oh, in, uh, mate. In, you know, if they've got a Formula yeah. One, it's real money. Like, that's always yeah, yeah. real money. Oh, this is, because this you got, you got like, you got sub money, like AFL team or like a soccer team, but Formula <laughs> Formula but One's the, for, Formula One's the fucking real deal. Do you know what I mean? If yeah, you own yeah, a Formula yeah. One, you're, you're the big mana. Man, this guy had this guy had the fucking Harbour Bridge closed so he could fucking show lap a car around it. Oh, like, mate, <laughs> I love these people. I love these people. So good. Anyway, uh, I think it might have been GFC that yeah. fucked him. Uh, he, he, I, can't, I can't remember what he did. It was something like he was – he started getting into like – his whole thing was like fucking self-managed super funds. Yeah, yeah, He yeah. was just figuring out how to get people super money and uh, put it all into like dodgy property deals in uh, – I, th- I think in Detroit, um, oh, maybe mate, post-GFC. This just, it's a standard story, dude. I've got a mate exact yeah, same yeah. scenario here, same same business model, exact same thing. Yeah. Superannuation, Lost. Pu- pulling it in, investing it, leveraged into property, goes so well yeah. pre-GFC during those, especially in Perth with those two booms, and then you yeah. never unwind the leveraged position, so you fuck yourself every time, man. Yeah, yeah, Fucking yeah. idiots. Yeah. Yeah. So bankrupt, right? And then smash cut to like 2014, I go into interview to be like a marketing manager for this fucking thing. Yeah. It's like a, it's called, it's called the base. It's, it's an option contract basically. Right. Yeah. So you're investing in property through an option contract. Uh, oh, we've got a big pot of land. That's an absolute nightmare, man. This is the worst. Dude. You have no, you have, you're not on the title. It's fucking <laughs> alarm bells <laughs> immediately because it's a pulled, <laughs> Ownership of the title is death. You cannot oh, get no, into this. this these, these, were, these were on individual titles. These were on individual titles. So it's like there's a big development, right? So oh, so um, you would have like you would have you would have a subtitle on of the actual land because so often because of the so, so often they so, set up meant, they so often set up those things where like you know like it's an option to purchase the property or you know vice versa or you're in a property syndicate that invests in property and then it's just such a dangerous move do you know what i mean because it can just fall 
because over and, over and above that they've got so you buy in that company and then they've got the properties and you think it's fine but then they get shit ton of debt do you know what i mean that finishes you yeah. you need to have your name on the land to be safe well the thing is the, the, the thing is right is like uh the, the model the model uh almost same sound but it doesn't matter because the end of the story it doesn't matter yeah. so, <laughs> so the, 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 thing, the thing is basically right we've got this we've got this development right yeah. in melbourne uh or in, in victoria uh you 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 pay for whatever fucking thousand dollars yeah. right for this option contract locks in the price right yeah. we sell you on uh on like the fucking growth factor and everything yeah, yeah. that gives uh, that gives the company the capital to continue developing. Yeah. Boom, everything's built. Then you get to buy the property and you can do whatever you want. You could sell the, the option contract did, on did it. it. Did you, it, you did could, it have – Oh, so you, oh, you could sell it at the end. Okay, fair enough. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And so, so you're buying you, – you, if you want to, you could you could, uh, uh, you could could take the option, buy the house, and then go live in it. Like, it's, Oh, yeah, it's, awesome, man. I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I know people that have done that out in Burswood, the exact same <laughs> thing, right? Burswood, yeah, yeah. you buy the option, you just put up a deposit and then you were able to sell out that option on development, on completion and people made a exactly. crap load of money on that. Like you can make a lot of money because you, you only put in, do you know, like the, the, the property's worth a million bucks, you put down 10 grand or 20 grand for the option and then the property market moves 10%, so that's 100 grand, right? So you turn your 10, yeah, yeah, yeah. 10 into 100. Exactly. It's, it's and you exactly. and it's, it's, a, it's just a margin loan right same idea right same thing it, it is it is so anyway on paper right looks great so i go in for this job interview and fucking uh smash it because like i i don't <laughs> it's it's <laughs> it's a sh- it's a fucking it's a show company right yeah, yeah like there's two there's a there's a director of this company and but it's not he's not the director it's a director yeah. except he's fucking insolvent he's not allowed to direct oh, any companies I love these in australia people. i love these people man. yeah 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 there's this little serpent behind the curtain that's still doing <laughs> yeah, his yeah. games oh mate they, there's so many listed companies like that do you know what i mean with this uh, guy done for in, uh, insider trading and he kept a lot of the profits and you still when you pick up you can hear and then that you can hear them ask the big boss, do you know, like the monkey on the swivel chair? <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's still yeah, the, yeah. the super boss. But they just, so this was his, right? So he's still got his finger in this dirty pie, but you can't see it, right? So he's in there. He's, he's still, yeah, oh, yeah, he's, he's oh, running, dude, he's totally, man, he's financing, biggest, he's running. Biggest it. office, biggest office, everything, right? Absolutely. This guy's obviously got, uh, he, like, money, so much money offshore. It's, it's dude, crazy. Can just I just, like, can, I, I'm not interrupting, but why? You, it's only your ego that you don't do that initially because if you were actually savvy, you should always have a fall guy and that's probably I went wrong and a lot of people went wrong. You're, even your first outing, you should have a, a patsy yeah. that you go, you yeah. get a dumb patsy that, that, that's the face of your company because you're like, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. It, whenever you do a business, I've realised you get a shell company and you get a patsy. Do you know what I mean? It's fucking no-brainer. Like don't ever wreck your credit. Patsy's from even at 20, you've got to fucking get a dumb 20 other, you're a Patsy to sign us as the director. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Such, Man, that's exactly, that is exactly the no, but, scam, but right? you know what's exactly weird? That, you know what's weird? They only do it as a, a reaction, right? Because they end up losing their, 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 their band as directors or, you know, they've got a criminal yeah. conviction. But you can avoid that 
This is an, this is a great strategy for for new up and coming business people. Is oh this, man, um, yeah! If you're this, wanting to get into business, get a get a shadow simple. director Do it first. every every yeah. time. Your f- initial move should be a shadow director. Always. Yeah. This is such a great. No, I've just pieced this apart. I think like this is a new piece in the puzzle that I probably overlooked back then. Do you know? And if you don't, man, if you don't have a history, you're like they're not even going to look at you. You know? Well, they're, they're, like, there's some guy going, he made all the decisions. It's like I don't know what he's talking well, about. Well, and that's the thing. No that's the thing because you're not bulletproof when you've got an insider trading charge. And then if, they if see you have it, a bit of shit on you, if you've got, got a tiny bit of shit on you, man, you stink. That's and, it. And you, got it and, and you realize you've got the big office with the float tank. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're fucking going, man. So, I, yeah, so yeah. I get in this place, right? I get in this place and uh, like turn the marketing around a fuck, like a thousand percent. Of course you right? would, dude, because I even talking to you now, you have a, an over uh, you have a much greater knowledge of the finance than anyone i met in marketing or hr during my travels do you know what i mean like you seem like well i mean it's very it's it's rare like a lot you know what i mean you 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 understood the sort of mechanics sometimes the marketers don't really seem to be as as versed as you are in the financial side of the business yeah i think that job i think that job is where i get like where i learned that you know oh yeah yeah, that's what i'm saying because when i talk to you i'm like Normally, if you can talk to a marketing guy, you can just see them with a coloured tie and you can just, you see the fucking fish. You see the fish going around in their head. <laughs> You're fucking bullshit, mate. You can sense it. You can smell it, man. With their shiny shoes, their clown shoes, and their little fucking striped tie. You're like, get the fuck out. You don't know what you're doing, man. You can sense it, hey. Yeah. So, man, I start rinsing fucking leads through these Google ads campaigns, yeah. right? Like they've gone from, they've got like maybe three or four sales guys in there who are doing these webinars and selling yeah. people uh, these option contracts. And like it's, it's gone from them having like, uh, like, you know, maybe a couple a day to like they are fucking six till six. It is packed oh, out with yes. leads. I have just like absolutely rinsing him through, right, man. I, I can't, I can't remember the number anymore, but it was, it was huge. And like from, from you know, fifteen thousand dollar option contracts, it's like uh, we were. I think we, I was there for maybe a year, and we'd raked in like uh, maybe, uh, it was like a couple of mil just on the price of the options contract, right? That's we, so so and we, fly, we fly down to Melbourne to check out this fucking plot of land. Yeah, we got, we've gone oh, to Melbourne really, to check out this I plot really of land. Know right? where this is going. <laughs> Well, no, this is the thing. This is the thing, right? Is we get there and it's like, uh, it's, it's there. Like, oh, we're, shot, we're looking there. around. I, I thought like, you were saying you, it's you'd, work out, there. you'd walk out, okay, we've sold 67,000 options and then you arrive and go like, this is a fucking loading dock out the back of Ikea. Like, you know, it's not enough land. So there actually it's was land there. there. The land was there. The land is there. Oh, well, that's the land good. is so, there. So we're, we're still we're still on the right side of the law, right? We're still, still on the good. right side. Well, this yeah, we're still. It, it all it all seems to add up, right? And then like it's like maybe six months after that, right? It must that must have been halfway in. Like we have sold so many of these fucking options mm. contracts. You're like, this is going gangbusters. And then, but all I'm hearing is whispers from like like the money's running out, like the oh. money's going away, and you're like. You're like, what the fuck do you mean? Like, we're like, you're paying 
no one's getting paid fuck all. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> all the sales guys are like waiting for commission that's not what? coming. The like, only way that, money- wait, the, the only way that happens is either they took on too much debt doing other projects or they're stealing. There's no there's no other projects uh for, with this with this company. Fuck. But <laughs> where's the money? Where's right? the money, man? He's, he's thanking me. Oh, I'll tell you where it went, man. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking suddenly, suddenly, right? Suddenly exiting the business <laughs> right <laughs> exiting the business the it. fucking patsy the patsy is now in charge and he's like the monkeys, he's like, the monkeys at the wheel it's unbelievable I love it it's a smoking mirror like, man he took, he took it all and left the patsy holding the the, the, the patsy holding the patsy it's so funny is that what he did? The Patsy's like, we need an investor, like a big investor, <laughs> or we, or we can't pay the fucking, we can't pay to service uh, our own deal on this fucking oh land, my God. and it all falls over. So I <laughs> pilfered the money, right? Big boss well, took it all. Suddenly, suddenly, right? We're fucking out there on our own trying to make this work. <laughs> we, we have a meet, we have a meeting with like, what's going on? Bought. He has purchased a place up in like Cairns or somewhere oh around fucking God. North Queensland called right. Yeah. He's bought a port oh <laughs> that God, was I destroyed by it was destroyed by a tornado like yeah. five years beforehand. Yeah. And so the landholder's been trying to get rid of it. Yeah. He's bought it. He's next time we see him, he's showing us photos and videos of him on a fucking digger up in <laughs> Building the fucking place himself, right? He's like, yeah, shit's going great. And we're like, we haven't been paid in six weeks. What the fuck is going on? He's like, boys, I'm out of the company. (laughs) And now- So you don't realize it's like like Pulp Fiction. The main boss has taken the the briefcase that glows. There's nothing left. And you're trying to get loans to fund a a straw man, like an empty, empty- a, a house made of straw. There's nothing there, man. It's finished now. Yeah. He's taken it all. Yeah, yeah. He's I taken the, so now the, today, the. He's basically pilfered the money, man. Did he just? Did he go today, to jail for this? Or? He, man, he he was in court, right? Up on twelve fraud charges, thousand dollars worth of self-managed super fund money that he has taken is the accusation, right? Dude, I, so I, is, I don't. I don't know what kind of legal I have to dance around for this, but like the thing is, he's he. um, I love it because you strip away all the 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 bells and whistles of the deal. Basically, what he did is stole pensioners' money. (laughs) With a lot of legal contracts, he said, "You buy this, I buy that." But effectively, what he did, they took deposits. He he ran off with the deposits and then fucked the. Pensioners and also the landholder, or, or he had bought the land cheaper, but yeah. just fucked the developers. And then he just, he it's was a middle worse, he was It's a worse middleman. than that. It's Fuck. almost, it's almost worse than that because like 80% of the client base were like recent immigrant families. Oh my God. <laughs> How could you do this? I don't know. But he did, but he's done it. He's done it enough to have declared bankruptcy, I believe, twice, and oh, now man. be on to his third. Like, you actually might need to go to prison now. Dude, come. they have to go. <laughs> he has to go to prison. You know, the thing is, like, one thing I've realized about these guys, um, you can never, like, they're so delusional. Like, he will never acknowledge what he's done. Like, if you speak oh, to no, him, he'll be not. like this. Listen, mate, 
Look, I'm out of it, but I reckon if we get another 200 grand in there, we can get this <laughs> deal back up. Like, and then he'd be in jail. He'd be in jail and go like, look, I'm not joking. What we had there was worth maybe $100 million. Like they sell until they put it in a coffin. Yeah. These guys sell until they're in a coffin. And you'll be in there, mate. Yeah, yeah. Mate, you've stolen. You're Bernie Madoff. You've stolen hundreds of million. And he goes, I only needed $12 more and we would have all come good. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He'll bump, bump, bump some money from some prison guard. We'll end up going, okay, dude, I'm going to give you 500 bucks to try to get some of that money out of the Madoff fortune. Do you know? They just do it for the end. But do you know what? You know how this these scams, because it reminded me of a scam because this uh, linked in perfectly because I started at PwC and I had $120,000, right? And it just reminded yeah. me of what happened. My manager there was someone that I'd done uni with, but because I had travelled, he was older than me. I, and, you know, like he was higher yeah. up than me. So he would manage. And yeah. I had known him growing up and his dad was like fucking – you know, Mr. Burns from The Simpsons? Like, he was on his death door. I don't know how he had kids. His dad looked like a fucking ghost. You're like, dude, is your dad alive? Like, your, your car's haunted with your own dad that drops you to school. But anyway, his dad was a gambler and used to take him down, because he's so old, didn't care, senile, took him down to the local TAB and he'd be betting on the horses, right? And he used to, like... In high school, oh, yeah, yeah, you tell me, okay, we've got this system. And he'd always tell me, like, wet track. And I'd always ask a Melbourne Cup. But anyway, I disappeared to London. I come back. And obviously his gambling's escalated, but without me knowing. He's like a PwC? He's, he's, a, he's a PwC manager, okay? So I come in there. I'm working with him. He finds out that I've got 120 grand. He finds out that I've got 120 grand. <laughs> Christmas. Christmas, Christmas comes round and he pulls me into a me- meeting room and he's like, Wolf, Wolf, you've got to keep this on the down low. But he goes, I'm in a bit of a uh, bind for Christmas. And he goes, I think it was 1500 or two grand. He goes, I need two grand to buy Christmas presents because, and I'm like, dude, what do you mean? Like, you're fucking, you're a manager, bro. Like, you, you get way more than me. You're getting a bonus. Like, where's the fucking money? And then he said, look, you know, I'm just, whatever. I've had some fuck ups on the horses. And I was like, okay, dude, cool. I'll do it. I'll give you that. Two grand, so I fucking paid him two grand. I, I was, I was like, dude, I'll get it, I'll get it back, and and I did get it back, right? I did get it back, but I saw him through. So he he with that girl, he ended up marrying her. He had a great Christmas. It was a great outcome. I'm sure he got like a fucking little ride on scooter for his dumb kid or whatever. But then he paid yeah. me back. I I leave. Switch to about three months ago. I walk past. I walk past his wife, who I used to work at PwC, I recognised her and I thought, fuck, I wonder what this guy is doing, which was, his name was, uh, fuck, maybe I won't say it. Oh, but I'll just say I was like, I wonder yeah. what he's doing. I look him up on the internet and instead of like the normal thing, which would be like a LinkedIn or Facebook, fucking bank fraud. He, he, <laughs> West- Westpac. I played a small part in putting this guy into the fucking hole. I I facilitated him with a couple of, you know, I'm I'm the guy that got hot boxed this prick. Early on, he he probably oh, would have been man. caught out, maybe not married her. Instead, he lived to fight another day and it escalated. He moved from there. He was he was at Westpac. I think I'll send you the link, ma'am. And he um he robbed I oh, fuck, I forget what it was. It was like 2.3 mil or 3 mil over 11 years. And um, it was gambling. 
he would gamble and then he would have he would steal from people's bank accounts and then you know pay with other bank accounts the interest rate interest to hide it all and the thing is I, I think the strategy was that he thought like he said to me dude just you know, I've got a sure thing come Saturday. And when I win that. That's <laughs> a sure thing. I got a sure thing. I had to link that in for your benefit, man. But I was like. So, but you know what the thing is? So he would have. I, I've worked out why he would have justified it, right? He would have thought, well, you know, I'm going to end up. Cheryl's only got 100 grand left and she's 90. But. It's, I'm gonna, she's going to end up with 150 after this fucking horse. Like, this is the way they always justify it. I'm actually going to get Cheryl a holiday house. Do you know what I mean? He, I know that that's what a gambler thinks. They think the 100 will be 300. How fucking – Cheryl will probably, do you know, like leave her money to me when she dies. I'm going to be the hero. But anyway, it all came collapsed. But you know what was funny about the story? Was mm. this is them post-collapse – He's in jail. He went to jail for six years. And to be honest, he's a good guy and he was, he's fucking smart. He used to beat Mate, me. they're always the best. They're he always was, the best. He was, he was very funny and he, he used to beat me in accounting, like in, in high school. I was, he's sharp, man. And then, um, but the, the, the big kicker was I saw it because I've been kicked back to my parents and they're destitute. He's in jail. She's not working. But they've got a better house than my folks, man. So I'm like, what's going on? They're living <laughs> that's, better. That, that's, that is the lesson. That is the lesson. Always leverage your position <laughs> until it doesn't make any sense. Because no matter what happens, you'll be better off than the cunt that's who what, just tried to earn an honest day's living. That's what I'm saying. The moral of the thing was I'm like, what the fuck? They went into a better house than my, my grafting parents got. That fucking, it's the truth. And you know what? It ties into the yeah, whole you, moral and fable you know, of this you episode. Know who doesn't, you know who doesn't have a fucking Formula One race team? The, like, <laughs> 500 Indian families who invested in the company that I worked for buying options. Yeah, yeah, 100%, man. <laughs> Fuck. And you know what the thing is? That's the truth of it all, dude. Because, like, this motherfucker, even though he took that risk, what even at the lowest point is higher, and that's the moral of the leverage, man. That's why that's why I do it. Same thing, dude. You always yeah. end up ahead. I mean, it comes back to like if you you've got to pick apart some of the basic stories, like Andrew Forrest. Have you have you heard Andrew Forrest's story? I don't know. I don't know Andrew Forrest. Andrew Forrest is like uh, maybe top five, top ten richest men in Australia. It's Fortescue medals, FMG. Okay. But this mm-hmm. guy has dirt on him. Like now he's a philanthropist and gives the impression that he's a good guy, whatever, as you all do. If you've got $6 billion, you pay to get your brand up, right? You're not a fucking, yeah, yeah. because you've done some horrible Everyone's stuff. Everyone's a good guy over a bill. If you've got three commas, you're a good dude. Dude, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> because like if you had $6 billion, I'd send $1 billion to make everyone think I'm a prophet and they go, the guy does miracles. <laughs> you know, like, of course you're going to do that. Because it's, it's good money. They say, we saw Wolfie walking on water and he turned water to wine and we think he's Jesus. And I'm like, yeah, I am Jesus, man. Like, you got to do that. But anyway, his story was the same story arc of the money because he started as a broker and he had a lisp and a speaking impediment and he, would, he wandered around Perth to get jobs and he was one of the, the great salesmen. He closed someone, they reckon, on a phone Two phones at once. He closed both people. So he'd be talking. And <laughs> he'd be going like, yes, Meryl, you know, we, what, Meryl, you told me you wanted to retire safely. You told me your kids were important to me. And they go, Bruce, 
you told me that you wanted comfortable, you know, and just whatever they needed to hear. But anyway, he had elevated yeah. his way up, broking firm, four other junior brokers who all four, so a team of five, all other four went to jail for conviction <laughs> or had criminal things. He, he snuck through. And I assume because he had got a, he had patsied those fuckheads. He pat, patsied the yeah. other four. So he patsied his way out of it. Then he goes into Anaconda Nickel, which is a stock I invested in, ran it into the ground, bankruptcy, lost all my money. He lost like 10 grand of my money, the fuckhead. I love how this ties in back to you. That so, so this- you, you lost money on the stock and then you've hunted down every detail of the thing. Of course, of course. So this is why I expose him. So, so then he goes, then I'm like, I, I'm telling him, I'm saying to my parents, he'll never work again, right? He's done. No, no, no. So, so he goes. Yeah, he back. goes from Anaconda Nickel liquidation in disgrace. Couple of million or ten mil, thirty mil lost of of his family, friends, people's money, and then he rebadges like that. Like, like I was saying, all great businessmen do. Fortescue Metals, which is like an unaccessible iron ore deposit that um, that the the indigenous people don't want mine. But he, he, um, he manipulates them by getting a rival tribe in and sort of disputing the, the borders. And he ev- eventually moves it so that it's people that, that technically it's not in their region that just sign it over because it's fucking effectively not their place. So he then accesses that resource out of the blue. Then he challenges uh, BHP and Rio and the government and gets access to their rail system. Then there's issues with finance. He's caught, he lies in the lift when a, an Australian financial review report is there and says, yeah, the funding's through 1.2 bill. Like any, he gives the impression that like it's through. So then there's um, my, on the street, street talk, which is on AFR is like rumors are that the deals come good. Uh, do you know what I mean? So he, he rallies his stock price when it was in a dangerous position, right? Because he was, he was going to get calls and he hadn't paid the loans and they were in pressure. He rallies it, able to get a cap raising at a higher price, so lives to fight a fucking another day. And, um, but he basically lied. He didn't have the money, man. Yeah. He stole from the indigenous people and then it all comes good. And now I don't know what he was worth at the peak, 10 billion bucks, 8 billion bucks. And now he's a god around here. And they go, you know what we love about Andrew Forrest? He, he tried to give, he gave face marks and bought that Hydri clock sign. No, that was Palmer. But he gave face masks to half of WA for free. You know, like, you face masks for everyone. And, but he's, he's fucking still at it because he bought a house in Cottesloe. And um, there was a pensioner there that had been sitting on it. And he hoodwinked him. Because he went along with a real estate agent and they, they, he rec- the pensioner reckoned he got ripped off eight million bucks and then sued uh, Forrest and Forrest was showing up and then Forrest eventually settled out of court to hide it all. And you know what Forrest did to try smooth it over? While he was building the house, he let a couple of refugees live in there to build up the brand, to rebuild up the brand. Oh my he had, he had refu- <laughs> refugees living in a half-constructed mansion while he's living somewhere else <laughs> so that he could put in the paper. Oh, the, he, Andrew Forrest opens up his doors to, to local family. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, and the thing is, he's a god to most people, but if you pick apart 
his story arc, he's effectively come good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, same yeah, story, yeah, 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 exactly. Same story, but he found the iron ore deposit. And you know what his name is? Andrew Forrest, which is John Forrest, uh, which was the first premier of WA. John Forrest National Park. It was the first premier in Western Australia. So his family's got good stock. So he's got all those networks. Do you know what? You know, I'll tell you one other story with him. Big insider trading court case. A few years ago, you know that... Um, that influencer who's – did you ever see that that blonde idiot that was on 60 Minutes that does um, – her husband got done for insider trading? I better fucking – maybe I can look it up. Oh, I vaguely I vaguely remember this. Roxy and Oliver Roxy Curtis. Roxy who? Roxy Jacinta Code, or whatever her name is. She, she does uh, – she had her own business, right? But anyway, what I'll tell you, which is funny, is the tie-up. Yeah, he got done for insider trading. What they were doing, it's I- I- interesting, they were – he was, he was, one of the guys knew the reserve rate or the interest rate, that, how it's going to get changed. And then the other would take a hedge position or a position in one of the banks. Do you know? And they were filtering yeah. back and forth and that got exposed. Did jail, but look here what the cat dragged in. Guess who he works for now? He shouldn't be able to work anywhere. He works for Andrew Forrest, helping manage his finance <laughs> in Perth, Western Australia, which if that doesn't show... That the links of these higher, uh, these higher sort of bureaucracy higher up, all these sort of affluent families. Do you know what I mean? This guy is tainted, but still operates in a finance position with Fortescue Metals. I think it's probably within their charity element because they're like, well, if he steals it, yeah. he's charity anyway. So it's fine. It's not really theft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Untouchable. They're just untouchables. It's insane. They can never get touched, dude. And, and, and um, so, you know what I mean? You, you should fall from grace. If you've got an insider trading charge, like who robbed from that bank, he will be, yeah. he'll be working in Bunnings in one of those hats doing those fucking ads. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> you know what I mean? He'll be doing those fucking forced ads where it's like a, a hostage situation where they've got a gun in his bag. Like, Come on down to Bunnings. <laughs> you can buy a sausage. That's his life now. But if you're rich... You basically go on to set up a fucking media empire. Do you know? Nothing can stop you, these people. But this, oh, yeah. is, this is how we get to their level. Because you leverage in. <laughs> you leverage in and then you destroy them from the inside. And ultimately, we become, <laughs> we become the supreme rulers. We become the thing we hate the most. Dude, that, um, that's it, man. The, the, the thing that I think is going to be real good yep. is just following your trades and what you're doing because that's yep. the, that's the funniest thing to me but for context for that i what was what was the high okay, what, okay. Like where were you okay okay so so let, let, let me do a, a bridge version so 120 then i moved mm. back to london and then i mm-hmm. i'd 80 i lost that all then i so in high summation i went back while i was in london there i got into two uh property deals that i should ex- explain later on but I made about 600 yep. grand out of those. But then I, right. trading, came back to Sydney and I bought into a diamond mine and I pulled it. I remember um, my peak, I had, uh, I've, at the peak, I've had a few peaks, but I had a peak. I had one million, one million cash, the two houses in um, London. So that, that they netted 600 later on. And... Uh, uh, a, a property in Palmer Street and Darlinghurst and then also an investment property in Chippendale. So that was the peak period. I think it was probably worth like, 
I don't know, man. Like, fuck, who knows? Like, so, so mil, six, over two mil, like, do you know that was the peg? And this is just personal position. Personal position, I had two million bucks, man, my own money. Um, right. Then that dropped down. Then I went, <laughs> then, so that dropped down. Then I had another position where I had bought into options and I was in Bali and I think they were worth like 1.1 or it was again like a million bucks. But by the time there was delays on issuing the options, by the time I got them, it never was realized. So it was more like a fabricated, like it was, it was never realized money. Then I, then I moved to Perth and I had, um, I, I sold the London properties. So I had, uh, had 600 grand out of that. And then I had about 600 or I think I had like 400 grand cash. Do you know what I mean? Like from trading money. And then I was a broker at that point. And then um, two years ago I'd got, I bought, so I bought a place in Nedlands for two mil. I had a two million buck house and we had a house in Sydney and then I, um, I turned the, the money had dropped to 300. I turned it into 1.4 <laughs> mil in, yeah. in 10 days. Oh, I did it, dude. I fucking, it was the best thing ever. I was like, whoa. And then that, that's when it all fell apart. And that's now, now. Then I had, then I spiraled out. And leveraged out and then sort of thrown into that, there was some other shit that went on. I probably wouldn't even say that on here, but then, the, no, I was saying then the divorce happened as well, which trashed. So yep. I, I halved the money and then halved it again. Then what was left, um, I had to give my ex 70% of that. So that trashed me even again. And then yep. I, then during the settlement, we sold the, the properties in Sydney. So I got some of that money back, which then took yep. me to where I was with you. 200 grand. That money 200 grand. And now you worth. told me, you told me last week, you told me last week that that 200, you bottomed out at 35 before it climbed back yep. up to four. Well, you know what actually happened to me? I'll tell you the exact story. I came there drinking with you. I was in Spectrum Resources, two grand. I had 2,000 bucks, 2.1 cents. And I sold out at 2.3 cents for a small profit. And that yep. went on three months later to go to 15 cents. So I would have been back oh, and I had all my clients fuck. in there and I would have been back and at 15, oh. from two cents to 15 and I had 200,000 bucks in there and I missed that fucking trade. And then I leveraged, I, I kept escalating my margin loans. I leveraged into this stem cell business and they had their trial yeah. readouts after I saw you in December. Oh no, this might've been before. No, no, th- th- this was, they, they fucking, the thing that fucked me initially was like, I forget what made it, f- it fell on bad news. But then the, the next thing was happened, COVID hit. When COVID yeah. hit, I hit 35. But over and above, right, okay. over and above the 35, I owed, <laughs> I owed tax debt. So I was negative. Like I'm on a right, loan right. repayment for tax debt. But I don't know, yeah. man, maybe I shouldn't share numbers like this because it makes me sound like an absolute toss bag. No, it's no, it's fine because because like you're like figuring out what the what the what the hot like the, the peaks and the troughs are, then like that that gives us context for yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah where yeah, you are yeah. now, yeah, which so, is good. So so anyway, the the position because you're, you're not you're not you're not there now, and also I don't think anyone's 
Uh, I don't think anyone's hearing you talk about fucking losing money during COVID and stocks and going like, oh, what an idiot. Of no, course no, they're not. No. Hey, fucking Suncorp lost half my super after I told them to put it into cash no, three no, days later. No, 100%, <laughs> man, because you know what the thing was? I, I traded out of uh, um, COVID effectively because I, I jacked up my personal loans again and I jacked my margin up twice. Uh, no, once when it was going up, not twice. The first time I installed it, like mid-divorce, because I wanted to try keep the Nedlands house, I jacked up a personal loan with all the assets and like pushed it in, do you know, to, to, to yeah. try double the money. And I, that's what put me under pressure because I'd, I'd halved, but then I was trying to make money too fast. I tried to make like, I had to try like turn 600 grand into 1.2 in a few months. So it became fucking <coughs> like insane. But then, so I got down to 35 minus, but then I got a personal loan and I jacked that into my margin and I got into Miso Blast at 105 and it's now three bucks 68. And I fucking, I leveraged the whole way up, baby, every day. So I borrow 35, they lend me 35. And when it goes up 10%, that becomes 50 grand and they lend me 50 and then 100 becomes, they lend me 100. And then I got it up to the 35, yeah, as I said, up to 440,000 bucks. And now I'm floating around like a quarter of a mil. That's perfect. That's a great place to get onto your pick of the week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the stock pick of the week. So here it is. It's Wolfie's picks of the week. Mate, I've got, I've got a few tips and one of the overarching tips that I've had and it's probably underlined all my investment is Mesoblast, which is MSB, which is the stem cell. And I always mention this. There's obviously other trades, right, that you can do that are just quick ones. Like I was looking them up. Fuck, I, I, I should have got this all prepared. But I was saying like there's smaller, more speculative like AQX. Let me quickly pull. I'll pull these out for you so I can show Alice Queen, which is a decent gold play. It's a 37 million market cap. And they're, they're, no, that, yeah, it's gold and early moving through. And then you've got Nova, another gold play. Um, but these, these might take a while. And WGO, which is an oil play. But if you're looking for things that are moving, do you know, like I saw, I don't, I think my best bet, if I was to give you a tip, would be Mesoblast, MSB. MSB. Now that's basically, if I give you a summation, I, I've got other ones, right? Resource, but I won't. I haven't. I'm not focusing them on too too hard at the moment. Like Miso Blast is my main priority, which is. Oh, you bought the dip on Miso Blast, didn't you? Yeah, Holy man. Yeah, fuck! Yeah, but the thing is, I didn't 100. percent I say 105, right? But I bought at 110, 120, 130 as well. Do you know on the way yeah. up? So, I, 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 it wasn't. It's not the full position. So I'm not. I'm not a genius, right? I'm not putting. You know, like I probably didn't put the whole 35 on at the exact, you know, I would have put 20 and then maybe another 10 at uh, 108, 110. But I definitely had a buy-in price of about 115, you know, with the leverage spot. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that that would have been around like 19th of March kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Am I right? So I fucking smoked it up, that, dude. Man, that is that – is- that is an absolute. That is the most beautiful dip I've ever seen in my life. Dude, do you know what? <laughs> that dip. Look at that. It's like two butt cheeks. It's beautiful. Dude, I love it so much. And you know, you know what the problem is? I worked out. I think over the years I've lost six hundred grand plus in Meso Blast chasing this thing, right? Because it's effectively. <laughs> 
to me, to me, it says like your pick of the your pick of the week is something you've been chasing and lost six hundred grand. No, 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 no. Because what I'm saying to you is this is um, it, it's basically been a fourteen year project, and they're rolling out stem cell research for back, heart, and um, a, a treatment for acute sort of respiratory problems the other thing that they've got yeah. which they're leveraging is covid so they had the first treatment and it doesn't get any fucking media i have no idea they had not they had yeah. a 10 out of 12 success rate of people on ventilators pulled off it which was like 87 percent versus a normal recovery rate of like 11 or 20 percent like it's totally revolutionary but no motherfuckers talking about it they're talking about vaccines but the stem cells of the elixir the issue is they're expensive to manufacture, so they can't be broadly used. But we tested on the weakest of the week. Like d- people, once you're on a respirator, you're fucked, right? Because your um, yeah. immune system's triggered and there's this, a storm comes into play, right? Where it's it's AR, ADRS or auto respiratory disease. Once that's taken hold, your immune's fighting the disease and the disease fighting immune. Yeah. And it's... It, your immune system actually kills you because it just basically doesn't know what's what. And what this does is calm you, calms it down and restores, sure. you know, the cells. But this treatment can be used for flu, heart, back, arthritis, Crohn's, Crohn's disease, and it's all coming to the fruition. The first product comes out, the, the meeting with FDA is 13th of August, and then worst case scenario, four weeks later, it will be approved if it's going well. Back... And heart readouts come out, which will mean instead of like for your fucking um, back pain having an opiate, you will get a stem cell injection, which will heal it. Rather than treat the pain, you treat the actual infliction. Now, for me, mesoblast is CSL, like in its early infancy. I think it will eventually be like top 10 ASX company. So that's why I'm always in it. I'm always fucking in it. But I can give you other little tip plays, you know, like small things. But um, I, well, that's, I mean, that's, 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 Mesoblast is a, is a great one because we've got, uh, we've even got like a predicted trajectory there for, uh, for August. But yeah, let's, let's go with like no, a fun play. No, for because the, I, I think, for the like, week. I think, because I was going to say, like, the, if you know, if you're looking for just like, like there was Chesser Resources, CHZ, which went up 152% today. But the big peril of this, right? It was a good gold find. It fucking ran like crazy. The problem is if you... So they got 48 metres at 6.7 grams per tonne of gold and then more to be dug. The issue with it is... uh, I haven't fully checked their balance sheet, but I don't think they've got um, cash. So they'll do a cap raising at a heavy discount to that. You know, it'll get revved up and it'll probably be pulled down to 15 cents when some fuckhead right, comes right, right. in to raise like 40 million bucks for the further drilling. But um, yeah, for like, fuck, I, man, let me, like, let, let me, I'll, next time I'll do like full specos, at the moment I would, I would still back Miso for the run. In, okay, in, that's in, great. And do, do you have a... Do you have a short? Do you have a short position? Well, my my short is always afterpay. It's total dog shit. <laughs> it's afterpay. Su- afterpay is how's such that, a, It's one of the shittest businesses I've ever seen, man. It's absolute garbage. It's fucking. <laughs> it's it's nineteen billion uh, nineteen billion dollar market cap, which is a third of National Australia Bank. It does end user credit 
to scummy people that can't even get a fucking credit card, like, so they can buy a chalk milk down at the servo. It's one of the dumbest businesses I've ever seen. Zip Z1P is is encroaching on their business space, and as are many rivals, it's fucking. It made a fifty million dollar loss, I think. It's um revenue. Its revenues bugger all. And it's sitting at $19 billion market cap. It has to basically capture the entire fucking monopoly of this market to justify its current price. I, th- I, would, I would estimate that as earnings hit, it will drop at least 80% from this price. If not, Damn. If, not Damn. Eventually, if not eventually, I think it's worth – it's sitting at uh, – it's sitting, it's sitting at like 68 bucks, I think, at the moment. It's got to 70, 75, maybe 74. 68.57. Yeah, so it's worth like fucking 12 bucks. Great. Great. Short on afterpay. And do, you think, do you think that uh, like is, is Zip eating up? Um, well, uh, I, the reason I say Miso Blast is – The reason I say Miso for my hot tip is it's at an inflection yep. point and I – I would I, I would I would happily gamble on like a resource or some specky little one, but I actually think I'll I'll look way better on this one. But I've I've always thought that, dude. So it could easily stall, and we might not get any news until September, and then I look like an absolute schmuck because nothing will have happened. But nice. when it when it's fucking sitting, when it's documented now, and when in ten years it's sitting at three hundred bucks, I look like the king of the fucking shit heap. You do look like. Yeah, you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, I think, um, I, I think sh- surely, right, uh, surely Zoom is fucking overvalued going yeah, yeah. back to what we're talking about at the top. 100%. Because they're at 200. They have gone up from, man, like February numbers, $90 a share, up to, they're still around 252 dude, It's and That's insane. They're, they're a garbage business, man. Hey, I don't even get it. I, I, then they're they're, not- they're a garbage business, and the the biggest news that came out of the whole coronavirus thing was that they had the largest security breach of the, of 2020. Like the, yeah, 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 in yeah. terms of publicity and everything else, everyone's information was linked, and not only that, but they, people were just hopping in on anyone else's call. Did you know the big problem with their, these businesses like Afterpay is they're not sticky businesses and they have no barrier to entry. Like the truth is mm. you saw Yahoo, you saw the way Google stole or asked Jeeves and the way it moved across. No one has loyalty to Uber. No one has loyalty to Zoom. And the people, you saw mm. how quickly it is to set up an account. The revenues are total fabrications because it only takes one Russian um, guy to pull his dick out during a Pentagon meeting on Zoom and suddenly it's fucking <laughs> finished. And it's got a $71 billion yeah. market cap, man. It's absolute yeah. dog shit. And last year it made six hundred million revenue. That's not even with its cost. It's not the cost and the cost to keep this fucking technology up. They've obviously been uh, asleep at the wheel because they're not on the cutting edge of the you know. So they've got up. They've got uplift. They're going to have to do a lot of work on their IT. It's not really up, up to scratch. Do you know what I mean? Right now, someone will be developing a better thing. So they're going to have to spend hundreds of million bucks to improve what they're doing. So I, well, I'd, man, be, you've I'd be worried. Got, you've already it. got big players. 
big players already have already started moving against them because Google's uh, Google started implementing uh, and marketing like their Hangouts solution for mm. like it's like some Google Meets thing. You got Microsoft Teams as well, and then Microsoft owns Skype on top of that. Teams is is dog shit, which is like it's it's, it's, not, only, a, it's not a competitor. Reason, the only reason you'd buy Zoom is like um, because they've captivated the market. The impatient mm. guys in Silicon Valley might take it out just because they don't care. And they, they, you know what I mean? Like rather than, because they can't be bothered waiting for the game to play out because they could wait for Zoom to fail and lose business or they could just, you know what I mean? Just, but it's too expensive now. It's 71, oh, like 71, climate, 71 yeah. billions. I'm saying like, that's too much. But, you know, sometimes what they do, like Zuckerberg's and them are just like, fuck it. Just give them a hundred billion and f- then we own this space. You know what I mean? Like they don't even care that if they waited five years, Zoom will naturally yeah. perish. Like they'll just go, oh, we don't care. I yeah, just yeah. want to captivate the market. Zoom should be ours and we'll just improve it because they know that, that that's the merit and why it's trading so high because it's like, well, all, everyone's using it. So it's like, well, that's 80% of the video conferencing markets. So who even gives shit if it's crap for 71 for a hundred billion dollars, I can I can dominate video conferencing. Do you know if you then polish up the, the product? Do you know? But th- that's what people are banking on. But I don't think it will happen. I reckon Zoom will perish and die. Like Skype, where's Skype now? They're fucked. Who uses Skype? Yeah, now? well, I mean, because Skype was bought out by uh, Microsoft, yeah. and it, how like. There's no like team meeting implementation, nothing like that. And then Microsoft has another competing product with them. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Dude, you know what I love so much? I'm shocked. I'm shocked that Microsoft hasn't tried to buy Zoom. Dude, like that would have been. (laughs) uh, Bill Gates has got other problems that he's dealing with. (laughs) He's too busy. <laughs> Sticking vaccines into people in Africa and, and whatever else he's uh, out on that island, boning people and talking to the lizard people. But you know, it all talks to my theory of the innovator, dude. The innovator's always gone in the business. Like, Apple is in peril in my mind because Jobs was everything to that. And you can see it the best way example is the network TV. You got, you know, NBC and, and these, they were totally asleep at the wheel. They let Netflix just step up and steal the entire online business do you know what i mean the streaming service and it just shows it because it's like it's the equivalent to when you have a rich dad and a dumb son and what happens is henry ford is no longer in the business fucking steve jobs is no longer in the business there's some wannabe guy acting like steve jobs with a turtleneck and he's more than a- capable of a- managing the knobs but he can't do a fucking yeah reverse flip turn that Jobs could because Jobs develops yeah. the phone or develops it because he, he fucking is an innovator and he links ideas. These fucks can just, it's like um, the, the co-pilot of the plane, the big doggy goes for a piss and they can just keep the, the thing steady. But as soon as they hit trouble and Netflix arrives, they're like, oh, oh <laughs> I, I get CBS, it's just fucked now, is it? Your fucking Fox is finished, hey, you dummies. NBC's gone. Now, now we've just got Netflix. How the fuck did the new kid come in and steal everyone's lunch? Like, and, and how the fuck did the, all these CEOs keep their jobs? Like, they, they've totally fucked themselves on streaming. I don't think Netflix will last forever either, to be honest. No, yeah, Netflix is in a tricky position. I mean, because they do have, uh, like, everyone's trying to compete with them. Like, Australia, you've got, yeah, even here in Australia, you've got Stan, who is just, yeah. like, 
just spending on content, just spending yeah, totally on content right. and taking content away from Netflix every fucking day. And you day. know what happened with Netflix was they had those exclusive things with like friends and stuff and they were handed as uh, tokens because the big networks didn't respect them and they're like, whatever. Yes. And that sort of got them started. But now they do respect them and they're like, give that all back. And there was a yep. noticeable dip in their content when that happened. Like it's not as good on there in my opinion and they're trying fucking hard to make these sort of Epstein things and these one-offs, but basically they're trying to be HBO. Like, you know how HBO did Oz and all these great uh, shows and managed to do it? But you've got to capture lightning in a bottle. Like, they have to get Tiger King. That's fine. you got one. You have to get one of those every two months, you idiots. Do you know what I mean? Like, they've basically... Man, they were close, though. They, like, they they were... I'd say, what, maybe maybe 12 months ago, the, the year before that, it, every two months, there was something fucking oh, big dude, coming out on dude, Netflix. I must say, but there hasn't been anything since Tiger King. They dominated so much, and the um, but the thing was, they also had that um, the comfort blanket there because they had all those crap shows that I don't watch, the Friends that would lure people in. Um, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And they, just, they don't have that to fall back on anymore. So, like, do you know what I mean? They need Last Dance. They need the Epstein. They need to keep yeah. like to keep that market, but. I don't know, man. Like, I, 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 I wouldn't imagine that it will stay at Netflix forever, man. Because, like, you saw it with Uber. It's just an app. Like, at the well, end of the day. It's already splintered. At the end like of the day. I've got, I've, got, I've got Netflix, Amazon Prime, and Stan on that TV. What? And, man, like, you'll, you'll flick around through all of them, like, trying to find a movie or something. It's not on any of them. And every day something's moving from fucking oh, one dude, dude, Well, you know what you should, you know what should you use? You should use what I use, which is dot net which i use on um just on the browser and it streams everything i've got a i've got a setup that's like you type man i i say a name of a tv show it downloads to like a media server oh, that's yeah. running in my fucking dude, basement dude, dude, <laughs> do you know what i you know what i do to you know what i do to bypass it i i don't download it i stream it they reckon that gets around like the um torrenting rules but 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 man Man, tor- we're not even torrent. Torrenting's old, man. We're not doing that anymore. There's new, there's new shit. They can't oh, touch. No, me. but you know what I love. You know, I love it, man. You know what I loved is, you know what I love though, because I, I rather go to that because I can get everything. Because if I want to watch Billions, I can get that on there, and I can get Vikings. Yes. And I, I'm like, I'm not fucking yes. around trying to work out which platform's got the show one on. I'm gonna go to the legal source and that's, that's got problem. everything on it. That's what, man. That's why Netflix fucking took out. You took out DVD rentals in the first place is because you could go to the one place. Yeah, I mean it's uh who's uh I think I think it was actually Gabe I think it was Gabe Newell from Steam. Yeah. Because um, st- like you, uh, you know Steam and Valve Software. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. They basically they they dominate like ninety percent of like digital PC video yeah. game sales yeah, yeah. with their storefront, and uh he was his whole his whole mantra the whole time they were developing this product that people like people just pirate fucking pc games like why are you doing this he's like no if you if it's convenient they will pay and 100 percent correct netflix is convenient you will pay as soon as it's not convenient people go back once you have to shop around like that was my big regret getting rid of my xbox that was chipped where you could just like download any game into it and my ex upgraded and i'm like what are you doing i just want this old one because i can just get it online and put it straight in and i've got every game like i I don't want to go to the shops and get them. Like I, I can just put them in the machine, right? I know they're not as good games, but I've got the entire catalogue here. Do you know what I mean? And 
It changed it for me. Yeah. And then the other one was blocked and you couldn't do it. And I'm like, we never used it. It was like, fuck off. Fucking, you get one game and then, you know, you're stuck with it. I need everything. I want everything on my fingertip or I'm not doing it. Hey, <laughs> don't you think? I'm not going to do it. Yeah, yeah. But man, in an, almost in an inverse way to you, now that I have digital downloads on my PlayStation 4, right? Yeah. It is always, it's always 20 to $30 more expensive than getting the disc. And not only that, I can get the disc delivered for free the same day with Amazon Prime. Oh, I no. will still download it. I don't, you know why? The convenience factor isn't me buying the disc. It's getting up to put it in that yeah, I don't yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I refuse to get up and put the disc in. Dude, I did that with uh, setting up my podcast. The other one I did is um, I didn't even look at the price. It was just uh, how much information they asked me before I could see the platform. Do you know? And I was like, get the fuck out. You want my phone number? I'm like, let me in now and I'll tell you if I want it. You, how dare you ask for my fucking address? Get the fuck out. Do you know, like, I'm like, I want to just click in. Is this your host? I'm like, yeah, my host. I'm like, I want to click in and then put one up and then I'll tell you my fucking email. Do you know, once I see if I like what you do. I don't want you pestering me. So, like, I actually probably paid more, but I don't care because I did Podbean and I was like, how dare you fucking stop me at the front of a convenience store and ask for my, my fucking birth certificate i'm like fuck off i'll go buy milk somewhere else i don't care hey don't you think for that couple of dollar difference oh yeah of course yeah 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 yeah. i don't want to uh i want to give any information away for that it's just give me the price and i'll make it fucking Dude, you know what i love for. about this is like you never put your i hardly ever put my real name and i just put x y whatever just to test it like what's your address but blah, yeah. blah blah just some words i do the same like through the airports which i love it's like you know, you sign, you sign those um, customs forms. You just write anything. You just like yep. draw a pig or fucking write blah, blah. And then if they catch you, you're like, well, that's not my signature, dude. Look at my passport. That's a, <laughs> that's a photo of a dog, you idiot. And it says here that I'm a, Man. It says here I'm a magician from Canberra. I'm like, you idiots. It's not me. And they go, you got all sticks in your bag, sir. You got, you've, you've brought in sticks for some witch healing ritual. And I'm like... I'm a magician from Canberra called Alfonso, man. Like, you only match the key details, like your name and passport. What's your career? Fucking stripper. I don't know. Just write anything. Just and what's your signature? A photo of a pig fucking a tree. I don't know. <laughs> man, they did that to me at, at, uh, at Christchurch Airport one time. I was walking through and, like, I – my, my parents had moved. I don't have their numbers saved. Like I talked to them on Facebook messenger, you know, yeah, yeah. I get through, I give them the form. They're like, where are you staying? I'm like, I don't know. And they're like, well, who's, who's your contact? And I was like, my mom probably picking me up. You're like, you haven't put a phone number here. I'm like, I don't know it. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, you have to fill this in. I'm like, I ha- I'm a New Zealand citizen. You can't not let me into the country. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I'm walking through these doors. Do you know <laughs> what, what I, are you talking about? Do you know what I realised? But do you know, because I always test the systems and I have my whole life, you, you definitely do it, right? If you, everyone should try to do this, that listen, is you just put, um, put garbage down. Like put, you just, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, and they never test it. Do you know, like a lot of these forms, like you end up, you write your passport number. I don't even write the right number just to see if they test it. Do you know, I go N17, because I can't be fucked opening my bag. So I write N17456BD and then I flick it to them and I get through 
most of the time. And when you don't, you just go, oh, fuck, sorry, I copied off my plane ticket. I don't know what the fuck I was doing. And, you know, you can just fix it. You just fix it. But what you do is corrupt the whole system because by throwing enough shit info into it, it just fucking implodes on itself. Because I've always... This has been my dream idea. This was the business I wanted to set up. A co-op that doesn't play capital gains tax, right? Because the ATO doesn't have adequate resources to investigate everyone. So what you do is you go, okay, well, they're willing to spend 100 mil or whatever to chase and you all chip in and pay. You know what I mean? So you you don't pay capital gains tax. And then what happens is you agree, the, the company agrees to pay, you know, you pay a fee for it. And then the company agrees to pay the, for the four, the few people that get caught, right? And you all, it's you all insurance. Share, you yeah, all share it's, it. it's a fucking capital gains tax insurance. It's, it's basically what it is is a co-op, right? It's the exact same move yeah. you do at a festival where you all storm the gate, three get caught, a hundred get in. <laughs> yeah. So what you do with the ATO is you storm their entire capital gains system. No one pays it, and they they end up getting a hundred million dollars, but they should have got. $2.8 trillion, and then you'll split, <laughs> you'll split that $100, million, $100 billion debt and your, your tax rate, your, your capital gains tax rate comes in at 1% and you basically fucking savage them and you send a message to them and go like, fuck off with capital gain tax. I'm not interested in capital gains tax or any of these sub-taxes. I don't even want personal tax for individuals. I think it should all be a GST. It should be consumption-based. Yeah. So if I want to put in a business, you don't tax me. But if I'm a dumb fuck that wants to buy cigarettes, fucking charge me eight times the price because I'm not contributing <laughs> to society. It makes sense, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. I like a – I love any kind of flat tax rate. Well, I, I guarantee you that Andrew Forrester has – has that co-op going on with his mates at the moment. Well, think, think like that is, that is. Do you understand this co-op? Do you know how, you know how clever it is. So you get your ten mates and you're all billionaires, and you agree, <laughs> fuck it, we're not going to disclose fifty percent of our capital gains, but we all agree to pay the fines. And then one pre, one guy gets hit, and you split it across all ten, and you win every time, man. It's the, yeah. And, and well, you, man, you were you were having you were having the idea that the Panama Papers proved, and no one seemed to give a shit about it except the three people who were, who, who who accidentally uh, accidentally fell over and uh, killed themselves oh, with stab wounds to the back. Oh, God, <laughs> it's so true. But think about the logic. Tell me where I'm. Tell me where I'm wrong. The only way you fuck yourself is if the ATO became aware of the co-op. But if they don't know about the co-op then you can model off their statistics and their level of their review and the likelihood of a review and you can work it out, right? And you could definitely run the fence with your, your 10 mates. It's a fucking bulletproof move, dude. Yeah. It's clever as shit. Of course. It's great. The only thing with it, I think, is that like the prerequisite is you're all already – at least millionaires, probably billionaires. Yeah, yeah. And look, the other problem and is... You, you're not paying any tax. The other problem is you need like a thinly veiled reason why you haven't lodged, you know, why you've admitted that number. That's the only issue, you know, because you might fall into peril for admitting a number because I know Wesley Snipes ended up in jail for... And that fat fuck from that one survivor, episode one, what was his name? He went to yeah. jail for not uh, paying tax on his win. Such a moron. He won Survivor. The guy that the, the gay guy that went around naked won Survivor and then didn't pay the tax on the winnings and went straight he went to, to jail. jail because he won Survivor. No, no. basically. Yeah, pretty much. He won Survivor. Yeah. 
He won Survivor. He won Survivor. They gave him a million bucks. He didn't pay tax on it. And the government said, here's real Survivor, you motherfucker. Let's see you walk around naked in the prison. Here's <laughs> <laughs> proper Man, Survivor. Blade going to jail is my favourite oh, thing. I love it. That's the funniest thing. Dude, I, I love it because it must – it seems so funny. But you know the thing is, like, Cosby's in there and he's still tweeting. He's living large and they reckon, like, he's in his own isolated area. Do you know what I mean? Like, they have a different oh, experience. Man, I I missed – did he – did he go to jail? I missed the end of the Cosby thing. Cosby's in jail now, dude. He's in jail, but he tweets and he's in separate areas. I'm like, let him. He I, he tweets. He, tw- he he tweets from there and goes, Kanye West or whatever. It's fucking Kane West. Who gives a shit? But he um he tweets, dude. He tweets. He's got a Twitter account. I'm sure he does. Will Cosby Twitter from prison? From prison, man. He definitely has a Bibbly Bobbly B throw away the he, key. He, he, no, it is. Look, he, he reached he reached out. His last tweet was um nineteenth of July. Nineteenth of July. He's in there. What I, the he's like fuck? Camille he says, Camille, we have been in this fight fight together for fifty four years and counting. We you never wavered with your love and support for me nor our children. Today, blah blah blah. Well, he's wavered. He wavered plenty, didn't he? But anyway, I don't know what we're talking about, man. Yeah. Should we wind it up soon? Leveraging your home, margin personal loans, hedged by put contracts, holding 15 overexposed bad positions, looming threat of liquidation. Everybody wants to rule the Yeah, yeah, I'm happy with any story, dude. Like, I, everyone knows that I've got that frenetic energy. I just don't want it. Um, yeah, I, I want it to see. I, it would be better if it, if um, I see clued up rather than complete dumb fuck. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, we'll. we'll uh, well, I mean, we're not gonna th- we're not gonna just throw anything at the wall, you know. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. listen back and. No, make no, sure. no. But I, I, I didn't. I didn't even know if I can talk about that. Thing. I might have to go back and just fucking bleep out those dude, names. Dude, because you, know? you know what I suddenly think? You know what's so funny is you act so cocky and then you're like, fuck, fucking Andrew Forrest is a very dangerous man. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> I'm like, he obviously wouldn't give a fuck, but I'm like, do you really want to fuck around with Andrew Forrest, you dumb fuck? Like, he's, he's a deadly guy, man. And then I'm like, I'm like, I just threw his under the bus. He's in prison. I'm like, I've never, I've tried to keep that other down low. And then I, I threw my other mate at he's he's fucking but he he's now high up in um oh you'll have to beep this out in he's a big dog. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, so, so they piece all this that, well, he, oh, oh the the fucking sorry, he's working for the company that steals drinking water and mistreats oh, mate, you're so right. What a fucking shock. <laughs> you, know what, you know what the thing is, there's so much in here because I'm happy with all that shit about like do you know what I mean? Like the tips, lots of the stories, sabotaging passport forms, leverage, that's all good. Do you know what I mean? That insolvency shit I love. Man, we'll we we'll get we'll get rid of we'll get rid of names. Like we'll do we'll do whatever. I'm not I'm not interested in putting out something that's gonna Did, be fucking know, bad for this, us. This this was actually a fun episode. I reckon there was so much in it, more than random that dog was- shit. I'm a long way away from that. 
offers as well, you know, because I've been uh, freewheeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been freewheeling for like eight, seven or eight years. So I haven't had contact with any of those dickheads. So, you know, like I have memories of all these terminologies, but now for me, it's more like common sense. Like, do you know, I don't have all the technical words, but I, I know a lot of it. Do you know what I mean? I haven't been like yeah, keeping yeah. up to date with terminologies. Not that, not that, stuff, they, that stuff goes out the not, window. Not that they change because finance has stayed the same from the beginning. It's always mm. the same. Assume the market is rational. I'm like, well, it's not. So economics is flawed. So it's a whole waste of time. Do you know, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, money isn't real. It's all just debt and it's all oh, made up numbers. Dude, it's just that opening <laughs> thing. Assume people are rational and then they can do supply, demand curves, all of it. And I'm like, no one's rational. You only have to date someone for a week to realise that. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I love it. Oh, I love fine. it. Perth, yeah. I tried to do a joke about like, they say that capital, it's an invisible hand. Operate out and said, oh, if it's invisible, how do you know it's not just a dick fucking you? And then, like, <laughs> I did it in Perth and people just wrote, just laughed at, like, they, they didn't laugh, but I realised they don't even know that it's an invisible hand. So they just thought I randomly said, oh, there's an invisible hand, and I thought it was a dick <laughs> fucking <laughs> Yeah. It's like the, the <laughs> reference that it's an invisible hand, the Adam Smith thing, that it's operating the, the market, you know, the supply and demand and, the, and the, the, the balance. They just thought I said, oh, I think there's a ghost fucking me. <laughs> that's that's the idea of the joke. Yeah, man, capitalism hasn't been a fucking, like, the guiding hand since the gold standard was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's like fiat. Like, what are you talking about, you, man? You know it's what? It's just, like, crazy speculation at do, this do point, you know man. This? We're at the end. We're at the end of the fucking, uh, this, like, system. We're at the end of capitalism. 100%. You know where we're at? You know where we're at? We're at, um, if you saw... Uh, Crookshank's uh, TikTok video where they, he reverses over a, a toothpaste and pushes the last bit out. That's exactly where we are <laughs> in the capitalist That's That sums up where we are. He was doing commentary on the entire global economy. That's effectively where capitalism is right now. The only thing I feel awkward about is because um, people don't like it, right? I learned this, like, the, the high points – do you know what I mean? Maybe I'm better off. I don't know, dude. Maybe it's better off to just say he's got 250 grand. I'm happy with that. But I, I just feel like it seems because I remember talking to once and um, yeah. we're talking about houses. And I go, Yeah, yeah, I've got a few. Like I've got um, three in, or I had, I had two, in, two in London or whatever, and then two here. And he was fucking, he's like, Oh, yeah, good. You know, it just changed his, he, he thought I was being a dickhead. And I was like, Dude, I, I wasn't being a dickhead. I was just telling you, like, it's the fucking truth. And I, I just said it, but he thought like I was trying to like pretend like I'm Andrew Forrest or being a big dick, but I was actually, I, yeah. didn't, I was just being honest and thought like, I, I don't actually see it in a positive way because for me, it's all just a game. Like you're just gaming the whole thing. I don't give a fuck where anyone is on the, st- the totem pole. I just like their attitude. As long as they're fucking trying to swing for the bleachers, I like them. But do you know what I mean? I thought he, well, maybe, thought, he thought I was like maybe what I'll do. superficial fuckhead that was like, oh, yeah, I had like <laughs> 2.4 mil, one point. But I can show him the title, but then then I truly am a uh, fuckhead. And I just, I don't want to give the impression. <laughs> I don't want to be that fucking, no. I, I, I'm, I'm happy if I made money, but like, do you know what I mean? I'm happy to mention trades and value, but I feel like 
I don't, I don't think you do, but what could, because I think also the fact that you're going like, this is like, this is for context. This is flying high and he is fucking low, yeah, yeah. but I'll get, uh, I'll just get like a couple of people to, to listen, listen to, it. to it and just see what they think. Because, they, otherwise, you, and then they, yeah. And they, otherwise, cause if we they did... think that you're a fuckhead, I look, I don't, man, if you're saying 1.4 or 2.5, I don't think anyone's not like their opinion of you isn't going to. Isn't going to change. They're not going to think you're a fuckhead at two point five, but not think you're a fuckhead no, at one point four. No, 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 no. You know no, I mean? no, no. They, they either they either get it. They either get it. They go like they're listening to a fucking comedy financial podcast, yeah, yeah. and they understand. They they understand from listening for two minutes, like the mania, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the two point the two point five, at, like is doesn't seem like anything with the 35 in there you know what yeah, i mean yeah, like yeah, that yeah. fucking swing that's what it's for it's for the swing i tell you the finest anecdote which is funny like, i did a gig and people out of the blue came like people from high school and people from like another part of my life and they both i said oh you're gonna meet each other and they both shared an anecdote which is the last time they saw me which was one was in london being uh like beaten up by a bouncer or whatever, having been thrown out of stripper or this and that. And the other was like, fast forward 10 years later, they were like, dude, yeah, we, we came like last year, we saw you, we went out drinking. Remember you were bowling. And then the bouncer said like, you've had, it was a bowling place. You've had too much to drink. And he goes, I said, oh, well, I'm going to finish my game. And he said, no, you're not. And then you said, you fucking watch me. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then it kicked off and he said like i was pinned down with his boot on my neck and his uh, my mate actually ended up getting hit and it was a fight but it was so funny because it was like 10 years apart but both per people's last experience of me was the same type of shit <laughs> Do you know like nothing had changed and yet it was happening all the fucking time to me uh. <laughs>